Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. We are brought to you by the Rise Network, which is our official platform for our show. Be sure to visit www.risenetworkus.com to visit all the shows, bloggers, streamers, and YouTubers. Rise is a network that embraces everybody and everything with a focus on these three words. Growth. Ascension. Rise. Fuck, Mary kill. James Conner, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, go. Right now. I'm fucking, I'll tell you who I'm killing. Oh, right now. Fuck, Mary kill. Don't think about it. Killing Kenyon Drake. Nothing against him. Actually, everything against him. Uh, Mary, I'll marry Miles Sanders because that boy still got talent. And who's the other one? James Conner. James Conner can die as well. <laughs> really? After everything he's been through? You're gonna After everything he's been through. <laughs> you're going to pick James Conner to die? He's already used one of his lies, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Okay, so that was too easy. Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary. Fuck Mary, kill, go. Kill every single one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm so happy you actually didn't choose to fuck any of them. You all kidding right. me? Yeah. Those are some ugliest dudes I've ever we're, seen. We're so back. We're so back. All right, guys, we are back in studio. Colin's off the COVID IR. I'm off of my, my Cali business trip. Rod's been in studio, but he's he's still looking as beautiful as ever. He got lined still up. Still here. Still here. Still here. <laughs> and he got buttered up. Yeah. But we are so back. I cannot believe it. I, I've been disappointed with, with the quality that we've put out the last few times for, you know, via Zoom. Hasn't been great, but we're back, and we're back and better than ever. You know, we got caught by the injury bug, you yeah. know? Hey, it's been going around the league. Yeah. COVID so, IR has been hitting a couple people. We got a healthy team back, and now we're ready to go. Can you smell? I can't smell or taste, but I can still talk and hear and touch. So I guess oh, I like, can touch. He's got his touch. He's got his touch back. That's so I've got like sixty percent of my senses. So that's pretty good. That, that equates to uh, another prop hit this week, most likely tonight, and probably oh. a couple of uh, straight bet hits. Well, before we go into that, I actually I want to take it to a very serious note. Um, we've lost a very important member to our team, Rod. Yes. You want to talk about your allegiance with the Kansas City Chiefs and what's going on with them? Sure. Um, I'm going to be brief. I'm going to be quick. I don't want to make this long. I don't want to make this about me, but we're in trouble and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, we're down bad. I will say this is not normal. This is not okay. Uh, they are still thinking that it's rainbows, sunshine, and fucking unicorns. Daisies. 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 Yeah. And it's not okay. Things are not, things are not making out for what we thought they would be for the chiefs, right? Defensively awful, offensively terrible. And we talked last night. We drew up the X's and O's in the office. X's and O's. I gave we drew it, it up. You. Yeah, he Rista had me go through a class of what's going on. I walked him through the whole X's and O's of why the Chiefs' offense has been garbage. And basically, I ran him through how a corner sits, you know, 10 yards, anything underneath on Tyreek. They'll let him catch it, no problem. Let's make the tackle. They have a safety over the top for anything over 20 yards. And then they have the second safety that's going to read if Kelsey got open or if, if Tyreek got open. And so basically, they at most times, they got three guys on, on Tyreek, which is, like, disgusting. But here's the thing. You, that, you see that happening, you go, well... Travis Kelsey has to get open. Well, what's happening every play is that Travis Kelsey's getting cracked by the defensive end every single play. They're chipping him every single play. And the plays that they don't, I can guarantee you that he's going to get the ball in those plays. Those yeah. are the plays that he's catching, that they don't crack him or don't hit him hard enough. And because, like I said, if you get cracked like that in the line of scrimmage, you only have a few seconds to get back on your route. And, well, like I said, in the NFL, dude, ball's got to get out one, two, three at most, maybe four at most. If... 
Kelsey's not getting open on that point. I like a I like a wide I like a uh, a linebacker to cover him when he's been off his route for uh, about a second, a second and a half from getting cracked. So then they don't put their best corner on Tyreek because they run that that three man zone with him. So they put the best corner on your next best wide receiver, which would be me, Cole Hardman. So here you are with cornerback number one on your second best receiver. You're getting cracked at the tight end spot, so he's getting ran off his route, and you got three guys on Tyreek Hill. So what do you do? You run the ball, but you can't run the ball because their defense is that bad because they're already down 14-0, so you can't run the ball. You're forced to throw it. This is the scheme that's getting drawn up against them, and the Chiefs are fucked. And I told Rod the only only solution to this is what, Rod? What did I tell you? Uh, We've got to get a better defense. Yes, because you can only run the ball if your defense isn't letting up a touchdown every drive. And Running the ball is but, how you break the but system. I, but I told you, the Chiefs defense has been bad. They've been bad going back to they went to the Super Bowl and they played against the 49ers. It was just the bend, don't break. Right. They're just breaking. They're, breaking. <laughs> They're just breaking yeah. everywhere. I'll tell you what the issue is. It's the turnovers. The turnovers that are doing it. They still run one of the most efficient offenses in the league. I think it is actually the second most efficient offense behind the Rams. But the turnovers are just happening too much. They're losing the turnover battle every game. That's why they lose. When they have the ball, they're getting, they're moving the ball, but they're turning it over. You don't see three and outs with the Chiefs, not much, not at all. But like Rusick said, yes, they are they are preventing the deep ball with Tyreek. They are preventing uh, Kelsey with the, the crossers and those intermediate routes. But it's mainly the turnovers, in my opinion. Well, the turnovers are happening because I feel like that Mahomes is forcing to make a play. Like he, he dude, he's a gamer. Like he, he wants to win. He's in the deck. He's in the deck situation. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but like, no, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Defense is letting up a bunch of points, yeah. and he goes, "The only way we win this game is if I put up more points yeah. than our defense is giving up." Yes. So he's forcing throws, which like is what is it's a thing that's always pissed me off about Mahomes is like the stupid throws that he makes. He's falling down, just take the sack, and he tries to chuck it up, throws a pick. Like he's, dude, Rod. Do you know who leads the NFL in interceptions? Uh, probably it's not him. It's Zach Wilson, and guess who's tied with him? Him, Patrick oh, Mahomes. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Like if I would have told you preseason who's going to lead the NFL in interceptions by not week Mahomes. seven, you'd be like, oh yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, this sounds about right. Yeah. What if I told you he was tied with Patrick Mahomes? Nope. No shot, right? Mm-mm. So it's just it's this it's insane to me what's going on, and I I personally think if the Chiefs defense was even just a little bit better, like. One more stop on defense, better, and let, instead yep. of little, instead of letting up thirty two points, if they let up twenty eight, I think even then you can see Patrick Mahomes go back to being an MVP level because then they can establish the run a little bit more. Then they could open up Tyreek Hill because if you're running the ball, you can't have that three receiver or uh, no, three defensive backs on Tyreek Hill. You can't. So and and also the, the distractions. You got Mahomes's brother. <laughs> Okay, that's got to stop. Jackson Mahomes is, is he's, the curse he's, to Kansas he's got, City. He's got to stop. You know, get him off of TikTok. Have a family intervention. Say, give me your, fo- your give me your phone. You're done. Wife, be quiet. Sit up there with our baby. Mom, Wife, sit be there. Quiet. Seriously, like we have to that's get to this point. That's not going to bode well with me. And, Wife, you be quiet. Literally, like, sit up there with our baby. This is, we have to get back to the basics here. Okay, we were great when I was when I was the spotlight and I was doing things my way. All right, we've got freaking we've got Mahomes out here in pregame running routes as a wide receiver why dude, why they, they all think dude the chiefs think they're too good yeah they think they're too they good. do they they need to have a conversation with tom brady like i told you the other day every reporter always asks tom hey tom what's your favorite super bowl which one which one do you like the, the most and tom goes uh the next one because he's not even worried about the one he just won he's focused on the next one he's about to win yeah all the right? chiefs are still locked in on 2019 yeah that's my point so they they just they're all over the place and they're lost and i can only hope 
if they can get it together with the Giants because uh, I know what the Giants are going to do. They're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball. Oh, they might run a play action over the middle too and hit Sterling Shepard on a deep route. That, no, yeah, easy. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're, Devontae Booker is going to get a lot of work this week. And then right when the run is being established, guess who's going on play mm. action? Shep's downfield. Sorensen's 20 yards back, yep. and it's a TD for Shep. So <laughs> I think Sorensen got the plug pulled on him. I believe yeah. he's played like fucking shit, and yeah. Tyron Matthew can't be everywhere. So yeah. that's my uh, analyst uh, analyst on that. So. Well, as you know, we've we've offered you before. There's always room on the Lions bandwagon if you want to jump. Let's get <laughs> yep. into the uh, the Thursday night game tonight. If you are listening to this post Thursday night game, we will leave in the video description in the podcast description what to fast forward to to get through the Thursday night stuff. So. Thursday night preview. Uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals going against the Green Bay Packers. It is in Arizona, a home game. The current spread is six and a half, I believe. I saw seven on my way in. I saw, I saw six and a half. Six and a half, seven, somewhere around there. Yep. Um, who do we like in this one off rip? And then we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to take the points in, in this game for either side. Yeah, neither am I. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he's down a few receivers. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. You know, he, he makes... You know, gold out of silver, if that even makes sense. Nope. Silver out of gold. Oh, that would be worse. <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers can uplift the people around him without having much, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. got you. But, obviously, the Cardinals are on a roll. I probably would expect them to win. You got to expect the roll to stop at some point, right? Yeah, you do, but I I mean, Cardinals have beat some damn good teams. They play in the best division in football. Yeah. Don't think the Packers are... I don't think the Packers would even be top two in that division right now. I would agree with that. Mm. So, I mean, my money would be on the Cardinals to win. I won't mess around with the points or anything. If I was doing a money line parlay, I might throw them in there. But, no, no, you don't really know anything about this game. Packers could win. Packers could lose. I'm going with the Cardinals, though. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I might go with the over for some fun. Uh, but other than that, I'm staying away from the points. There's just too many injuries on both sides. We learned today that J.J. Watt's out for the season. Um, D hop may or may not be going. And if you're listening to this at this time, we don't have an answer for you. Uh, according to Jay Glazer, he is a question mark right now. He's going to be leaning towards a gain time decision. D hop usually does play through a lot of bullshit. Um, he's one of those guys that tries not to miss games if he can go. So if you're waiting on really, <laughs> if you're waiting on him, to uh to play, I don't even know where we're at. D Hop may or may not That was not me. That was no. not me. Oh yeah, who was it? No, was that it the was, other producer. I didn't do that on purpose. Like nah. my phone just it literally has a mind of its own sometimes. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, it's Apple doing that to you, Stevie Jobs. All right, um, I want to talk about Chase Edmonds though a little bit. Yeah. All right, you you are an Edmonds guy, or, correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like a, you know, waving a flag around trying to defend him to the grave kind of Chase Edmonds I, guy. I am. Are you? Yeah, and it has nothing to do with him being on my team. I want to tell you something. Okay. Everyone thinks like, oh, my God, Edmonds is not the guy. Maybe some people think James Conner's the guy. Here's the thing. Last week, neither of them did well. Chase Edmonds is a pass-catching back. He ran 41 routes to James Conner's six routes last week. He played 49 snaps compared to Conner's 21 snaps, which is a 70-30 split. Arizona's not going to continue to blow people out like this every week which means that they're going to need to throw a ball a little bit more, which means Chase Edmonds will get more work in the throwing game, in the passing game, and he's officially off the injury report, so his shoulder's no longer a lingering issue. So if you are someone who is in the league where Chase Edmonds may be getting sold low right now, buy, 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 buy high. 
it's going to go up, dude. He has yet to find the end zone. I like him to find the end zone tonight. I'm, I'm banking on that. I, the only thing that's holding me back from Chase Edmonds, I do like him, don't get me wrong, especially because he's a pass catcher, but I think it's the same situation as last year, essentially. You had uh, Edmonds and Drake. Drake. But but Drake's a pass catcher. He was a pass catcher. James but the, Conner's not. The Cardinals didn't use him as a pass catcher. They used him as their goal line back. So he got the touchdowns, got the rushing yards. And Chase Edmonds, he's getting the rushing yards this year, and he's getting the receptions, but just no touchdowns. Yeah, but not to cut you off, but like here's the difference between Drake and, and the Conner. And... Uh, it's the snaps for me. Edmonds was the second guy who came in for pass. He's the McKissick. He was the the theoretic. Yeah, but this flopped. year he's yeah, but he's the RB one here. He's getting forty. He's getting seventy percent of the snaps. Yeah, Kenyon Drake was getting the majority. That's of the what I'm saying. Last that's that's well. what I'm saying. And Kenyon Drake was the guy to have on the team. I think I think yeah. Chase Edmonds is the guy to have. And he's. I'm telling you guys, when when a team is up by what did what did the Cardinals win by last week? Didn't they shit kick them like by forty? Yeah, they beat him by. It was they, disgusting, they, right? I don't even know who they played. Yeah, I, they played the Texans. Yeah, it, oh, whatever. Yeah. It was bad. The Texans had like no offense. The week before that, they they shit kicked. The they also shit kicked, and that's my point. It's like, what what are you gonna throw the ball for right. if you're up that much, right? You know what I'm saying? So Chase Edmonds, he's a type of guy who he's a PPR guy. You want him to catch the ball, and when do running backs catch the ball? When it's two minute drill, they're down. They got to do something. So like, we're waiting here for the Arizona Cardinals to get in some closer games. They're right. shit kicking everyone yeah, they play. That sucks. And listen, they have a heater of a schedule coming up. They're Coming out on the back end, with they're going to have San Fran. They're going to have Seattle coming up. They're going to have L.A. coming up again. They have the Packers tonight. Like They have a decent schedule. Carolina's coming up. they got a decent schedule coming up. It's not going to be blowouts left and right every game. So this is something I'm telling you guys. If you are in a league where someone is selling them low, buy them high right now. Buy them. I will add, Chase Edmonds makes big plays, right? Edmonds is averaging 5.8 yards per carry this season. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just put this in context for you guys. Among players that average at least 6.25 carry, carries per game, which Edmonds does, uh, he's third in – including with Lamar Jackson and Tony Pollard. So like he like he make he can make big plays and he's getting carries. He's a big playmaker. Only thing like you said, he's just not finding the end zone, which which sucks, yeah. but I mean, he's still making plays and he's getting the yards, but he's just not finding the end zone. No, I mean James Conner's a, a touchdown vulture from him for sure. I mean, 6-yard line and in and it's James Conner all day, which why would it not be? You know what I'm saying? He's a big bruiser back. That's fine with me, but I also like Chase Edmonds to score from outside of the 6-yard line eventually. It's going to happen. He's a playmaker. Like you said, he makes people miss. So yes. I'm not too worried about him. The other guy I want to talk about um, real quick is just D-Hop. He's, he's bounced back, if you will. The targets aren't there for him. Zach Ertz now comes in. That's a whole other person that's going to be getting some targets. He's revived his fantasy season in the last two weeks by scoring touchdowns. If you're a D-Hop owner, do you try to sell him high right now while he's back, quote-unquote? If I could sell D-Hop at his, you know, top six wide receiver status that he was drafted at, I probably would, but... Battling injuries, too. He's battling injuries, but he always kind of has. He's always played through them, like you said earlier. But the thing that concerns me most with Hopkins is that he's just not getting the targets anymore. Obviously, the Cardinals aren't coming from behind anymore like they have been uh, last year. But Hopkins is still getting the high-leverage targets. He's still getting in the end zone. I, I was watching last weekend. They designed a play for him at the one-yard line. So they're still going to give him the rock. They're still going to make him happy. I just don't know if we're going to see those blow-up games where he's going for, you know, 150 yards and two touchdowns on 10 catches. 10 catches, yeah. I think those days might be gone. But like you said, the schedule tenses up a little bit more down the stretch. So they might be more competitive games. They might be tossing the rock a little more. I still think he's a back-end wide receiver one. But I don't think you can bank on him finishing in the top five. See, and I guess that's where we, we defer because I think he's more of a high-end wide receiver too where if you can probably get packaged – like, if you could package him and a flex maybe for a wide receiver one, 
or him and if you have some running back depth for wide receiver one, I would do that all day. Yeah, I mean, with because like if you can, I I'd have Jamar Chase over DeAndre Hopkins all day. I right would now. too, and if I, I would have Jay, I would have Jay Jettas over DeAndre Hopkins. I was I was just gonna bring that up actually. If I'm a hop owner and I trying to trade him away, those are the two guys I would be targeting. If I'm a Jay Jettas owner and a hop or or a uh, Jamar Chase owner, I'm not saying you're, yes to it. Yeah, you're not you're not I'm taking not saying DeAndre yes Hopkins. To it. Yeah. But if that's something I could pull off because it is DeAndre Hopkins right. and someone. You know, might get a little excited a by little the name, excited. man. Yeah. Listen, if you're silly, if you think that uh, name value in fantasy football doesn't doesn't count, I mean, it counts. Oh, man. it does. Some people don't even look at numbers, dude. Like, there's people out there who are worth trading, and and people won't even look at them because their names are Mike fucking Gasecki, who's the third best PPR tight end right now in fantasy football. Did you guys know that? Third, it goes Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Mike fucking Gasecki. What a guy. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, but you would never know that. If someone offered you uh, Mike Gusecki for, I don't know, let's call it. Uh, George Kittle. George Kittle. Well, IR. That's a bad example, okay. I guess. But maybe maybe Darren Waller, who's the eighth ranked uh, tight end. Fair, right now. fair. What, I mean, it would make sense, I guess. And yeah. a production standpoint, Gusecki's out, outperformed him all year. And Tua's, obviously, he likes Gusecki a lot. They, but, like, nobody would ever think about that. They no. would, like, they'd be like, fuck no, no shot. Yeah, but it's no like, way. why? Yeah. Why? Number, like, the numbers no, are the, there. The numbers prove that yeah. Darren, Darren Waller's not living up to what Mike Gusecki is. I, I mean, that's that's all I got for the Thursday night preview. Um, we, we I do want to go through one, one bet, one or two bets that you have for tonight to give our people some love. And then from there, we can move on. Okay, yeah, so you guys got to pay attention. Make sure that Hopkins is playing. But my prop bet of the night is Hopkins over 62 and a half receiving yards. Like we were just talking about, the name value. It's Hopkins. You see a, a, a yardage total at 62 and a half, and it's like, all right, this guy could do this in his sleep if he wanted to. If he plays, I fully expect him to hit that mark. He might get it in one catch. He might get it in two. It doesn't matter. If he stays healthy and he plays his full game, I think that's a hit. And I also do kind of like the under. It's not a lock in my opinion. But I probably will sprinkle it a little bit. I don't know what these two offenses are going to do. Looks like the Cardinals' defense has been playing, you know, lights out the last few weeks. Yeah. But no JJ Watt might make a difference. I'm still my money's still on the under. I think it'll be some slow football play tonight. And I like I like Zach Ertz to get over thirty and a half reception yards today. Ooh. You don't like that? Wow. No, I'm just versing him. Oh, I'd like it if you guys. Oh, 30, 30 and a half. D, not D, too let's much. just say D Hop doesn't play. That becomes very interesting. Oh, very interesting. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you, if you can get it in now, if yeah. you're locking it in now, I, that'd be a good idea. Because if D Hop doesn't go, that's just another target. And I mean, yeah. let's be honest, guys. Zach Ertz, he's a baller. He is. I don't know what happened to him in the last few years with the Eagles, but dude, that guy gets open and he does not drop catch. Does not drop catches. No, he does doesn't. not drop balls. So that's that's all I got for the Thursday night preview. Let's move on to something. Um, we're going to call it regression coming. Okay, some su- sustainability. Tuck coming. Tuck, coming. Tuck coming. Some sustainability. So there's a couple guys in fantasy football who have been going absolutely insane this year that may or may not have been expected to. And on that list, let's start with Cooper Cup. So in my opinion, I think Cooper Cup right now is the ultimate sell high in fantasy football. And now you could be like, how? Like, how could you say that? He's done it week after week after week after week after week after week after week. That's seven weeks right there. He's done it consistently. I get it. But he's averaging 27.2 fantasy points per game in PPR, four games of 30-plus PPR points, four games of two-plus touchdowns, and everything after. After all I just said, I will say, in my opinion, that is all unsustainable. That cannot continue for the entire year because guess what, what that would be, Colin? 
the greatest season season in history of the NFL. Do you believe that Cooper Cup can have the greatest season in NFL history? I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't believe it, but better than Jerry motherfucking Rice, Cooper Cup. Come on. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't put it in context like that. I don't think regression's coming. I really don't. It has to. I mean, even if you are looking to trade him at his highest value, which it is right now, it's like I don't even think you could get a return for it that would satisfy you. You know what I mean? I would agree. So I mean, I think it's you have Cooper Cup. Just enjoy the ride. Like, be happy you have him. It's like, yeah. like just like Thielen a couple years ago. Remember that? Yeah. But what if, like imagine the package you could get for a guy like that though? Someone I mean, who someone who's not looking into it and they're like, holy shit, he's, this guy's giving me Cooper Cup. I'd give up, you know, half my team for him. I mean, but if you if you are selling. Cooper Cup, it would have to be a McCaffrey-type package. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would be willing to cough up that kind of package. So if I'm a Cooper Cup owner, I'm not going to actively try selling him if I'm not getting a package that would be McCaffrey-esque. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if he sustains this dude, like... Why? Why? why he's going to go first he? overall. He's going to go first overall next year in fantasy. Does that, does that guys, sound right? These, these numbers are absolutely insane. It's, they're stupid. 56 receptions first. 809 receiving yards first. Nine touchdowns first place. 81 targets first place. 321 yards after catch first place. 37 first down receptions first place. Like he, like I've never, so why would, it, why would he regress? Because it's just unsustainable. It's yeah, Cooper it, fucking Cup. I, I, I know it, but it's, it works. I know. And we say it every week. It's like, how, how is this white boy running around all these DBs, getting open, getting in the end zone? I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I watched it first person this weekend. I was at SoFi Stadium for the Lions game, for the Rams game. Um, and I, I've seen it, dude. This guy just targets him. Just dude, targets Cooper him. Cooper Cup is a damn good receiver. No, he is. he is. No one's ever argued that. I, I mean, he was a great. They were talking before he even got drafted. They didn't even know how he fell so low. Like, he was, a, he was a, a one to watch. He balled out in the senior bowl. Like, he was a good football player. Everyone knew that. But I don't know if anyone would ever compare him to Jerry fucking Rice. Right? No. I mean, not that little white boy. No. Not that white boy. No, <laughs> no way. No, that's fantastic, though. That's what I'm saying. So, it's just, I, I have to assume. I have to assume regression is coming. I mean, yeah, you can assume regression is coming, but I don't think there's too much. I don't think there's too much coming. All right, let's go to DeAndre Swift, who's averaging 19.6 PPR points per game, 7.2 targets per game, and that right there is wide receiver two numbers that you can start at running back. He's basically a super flex. He's mm-hmm. that Taysom Hill cheat code where he says he's it says he's a running back, but you're basically getting an extra wide receiver in there. But even as a running back, he's still putting up RB two numbers as it is. Yeah, no, just, yeah, just he running. Is. Take no, receptions you, out of it. If you take all of his receptions out of there, I think he's like RB six, uh, 14, 16. Top, top twenty four, no yeah, doubt about it. Yeah, I mean that's still impressive as shit. Yeah. Um. So in general, like this guy, he's the number he's the number two PPR uh, back in in football right now. Yep. I, I mean, I don't think. I, if anything, I think there's room for more. Room for more. Yeah, I do. I do. You sound like a homer. I mean, I, I'm not a homer, but I mean, you guys all know how high I am on Swift. I traded. I traded Swift. Uh, I traded Justin Jefferson for Swift after Week One this year. I mean, that's that's paying out pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean Swift. I mean Jefferson's playing really well too. And as you know, Jefferson's one of my favorite players. Yeah. But I mean Swift. He's still not getting like Zeke Elliott, um, McCaffrey, Kamara type. You know, work, usage work. and yeah. work. But, I mean, I saw a stat that, like, fourth quarter, he he has, like, double the points in the fourth quarter than any other quarter this season. Yeah. And I think that's just because they use him that much more in the fourth quarter. And if they start using him that much more in the first, second, and third quarters, who knows? Like, we, this guy could be putting up McCaffrey-type numbers. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think what what he's doing right now is more what, what we can expect every week, which is 20, 21 points a game or whatever he's at right yeah, now. 20, yeah, 19.6. I think he's more likely to regress in a better way 
than he is to regress in a bad way. What the fuck does that mean? Positive regression. I was and just his usage alone. How is positive regression a thing? Do you what know? Do you, what, do you know what regression means? Yeah, going backwards. No, regression is to the to the average. No, regression. Trust me. Is you're here Trust and me. we're going down. Trust me. Trust him. Trust me. Are you a numbers guy? Yeah. All right. Well, then that's not how I use the term regression. Okay. So all right. There's progression moving forward, and so then there's regression moving. When they backwards. talk about regression, they talk about a linear regression, right? Oh, he's getting too deep. All right, you can try this though. You can try. Okay, this. So, Jesus Christ. So you had you have all <laughs> we these. Can, we can give this a shot. Go ahead. <laughs> you I, trust me. You have all these data trust points, him. right? And then so you get one average line that takes all the data points. So we take every one of DeAndre Swift's games, and it's all a point on the list. All data scatter plot. Scatter plot. Scatter plot. Yeah. Yeah. And then so the regression line is a line that just is perfectly average across all the points. Bell curve. Not bell curve. Okay. Just one. I was close. Just one straight line. Okay. It's like a exponential. Slope. No, not exponential. Just Jesus linear Christ, line. Math linear. class all over again. I know. I'm just trying to understand. I mean. Linear regression. So the line goes straight through all the data points, right across the middle, right in the average, and it's you either expect to regress towards the line going up or towards the line going down. So Swift right now is above above the regression line. You're expecting him to go down. I think he can go up even more above the line. So that's still considered regression. Yeah. So he's not regressing. It's positive regression. Yes. What the fuck? That was way too deep for me. So all you stupid people out there, basically, he's using the word regression and not the way that you and I use the word regression. Right. He's using it as in he thinks his... So basically, positive regression means progression. Yes. So... It's if, not regression at that point. No, it's progression it at is. that point. No, no, it's, it's whatever. It's, I guess maybe mathematically... Dude, and, I'm a math guy. No, trust me. Maybe he's right. Like, like maybe terminology-wise, it is still considered regression. But to the average folks, you and I, it's progression. So he Got still it. thinks that there's more... All right, bottom line, he <laughs> thinks Swift can move forward. Got yeah, it. Okay? Buy Swift. Buy yeah, Swift. Buy Swift, Moving I guess. All right? Moving on. Uh, Jamar Chase next. We can. We don't have to talk too much about this one. I know you really want to say something about him, and you should. Um, I just want to give you stats real quick, then you can go off. He's got 20.9 PPR points per game, 7.3 targets per game, and has scored in every single game but two of them, and has yet to have less than 50 yards. How many targets did he get a game, you said? 7.3. Okay. Were you still going? My bad. I didn't mean no, that's, I mean, he, this dude is just setting, setting such a high bar. Like, for the rest of his career, I feel bad for him. No, I mean, I think I think we are looking at a top three receiver in the league already. Six six year, or six weeks into his career, I think we're looking at Jamar Chase as a top three receiver yeah. in the entire football league right now. Agreed. And like you just said, he, he was averaging seven targets a game, 7.3 7. targets 3, a game. Yeah. And he's and he still, yet, he, and he's still putting up these numbers. 50. Yeah, has yet has let to, yet to have less than fifty yards in a game. This is exactly what you want from your yeah. wide receiver one, and and yeah. on most teams, Jamar Chase might be your flex, which is a crazy part. That's to what think I'm saying. About. Everyone drafted him so late. Yeah. I'm so dumb. No, we, we didn't think it was possible. I know. We didn't think it was possible. I mean, no one no one thought he was going to no. put up numbers like no. this. I mean, he's off to the best start of anyone's but, career. But this is, is he outperforming Jay Jettas from last year right now? Outperforming every receiver ever. Okay, oh can, can I ask you guys then? Why is Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith not having this same? Because Jalen Hurts is a piece smoke, of garbage. Dude. They don't. They don't well, want and, that smoke. Do you hear what they're doing in Philly? Oh, I see what they're, they're about doing to start. In Philly. They're about to start Gardner Minshew. No, they're not. They're not going to do that. I, I, Jalen Hurts is not the. Their truth. coach came he, out and said, sir, "What's his name? Sermon or whatever." Sirianni. Sir, Sirianni came out and said, "Hey, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. Oh, I'm starting him." But we know Sirianni. Oh, yeah. But uh, listen, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Eagles or or about Hurts. Uh, He's quarterback like. 
I think 15. Yeah. QB 15 in quarters one through three, and he's QB one. Right. In in quarter quarter four. four. So, like, he's one of those guys, don't watch his game if you're starting him every Mm -hmm. week. Just wait until the the game goes final and see what he got because he, I don't know what happens. Actually, I do know what happens in the fourth quarter. He starts running the ball a lot more trying to get the first down. And he uses his legs. 66 of his fantasy points out of 100 and something, I think 150 fantasy points this year. Uh, 66 of them have came from his legs. Jeez. So, you know, he's one of those guys you got you to rely on his legs for. But it just makes you think. You know, Jamar Chase is doing a thing. And when I saw him break that tackle against the Ravens and he took that one in the house, I said, oh, yeah, this guy's a real deal. Like, yeah. he's actually here to stay. He's no, you, hey, you know, like, these young guys, you know, they'll make at least one or two big plays early into their career. Yeah. And it's like, it just, it just passes the eye test. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. you it's see this Odell guy play. Jay Jettas. Odell, Jay Jettas. You, yeah. you can see these yeah. guys when they play. They'll make a play. Something about those like, LSU guys. I, this guy's a real deal. I think most guys, honestly, like the big ones, I, re- I literally remember this moment for me um, with Delvin Cook. I think most young guys, uh, when you watch them, there's that one play, that one play that everyone remembers that's like, Okay, this guy's gonna be good. What was it for Delvin? Was it that Monday night game? It was a Monday night game against the Saints, and he ran and he ran all the way down the sideline for the touchdown. And I was like, and I literally remember, I literally remember watching that game, and I was like, dude, he looks good in those colors. I was like, he, I was like, I I didn't respect him out of college. I was like, this kid's gonna be different. How did you know that? Because I remember it too. I mean, that that like like I said, you you see these guys play and they're young, and if they pop off a big play and or or just a nuts play, like where it's like, holy shit, how do you do this? And you can expect that to happen more times than not in the future. Like, I mean, the did, eye test does a lot for you. Did he tear his ACL? I think he tore his ACL that game. Yeah, yeah. 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 he did. But, <laughs> but before that happened, <laughs> yeah. but, but before that happened, got I was yards. like, God yeah. damn, he's good. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, good good for him, man. I, we'll, we'll move on to, um, as uh, everyone in this podcast room now knows him as, is Mike fucking Gusecki. Um, He is PPR tight end three, as previously stated. What? PPR three. He's averaging 13.1 PPR, 13.1 PPR points per game. And since Tua has been back the last two games, he has had nine and eight targets and catching 15 of those car- of those targets. 15 out of 17. Why he might slow down, though? Listen, we got no Parker last week or the week before when he's Correct. been up. We got no Fuller the week before. Mm-hmm. So Waddle and him are being target hogs. Hogs. They're ball hogs right now, which mm-hmm. is good for, for whoever's owning those guys right now. But I just don't think that can be sustained. When those guys come back, there's what? What? Those nine to eight targets for Gusecki while Parker and, and, and Fuller are still there? No shot. No shot. It's just not going to happen. He's got. They're going to have to spread the ball around a lot more, and I can guarantee you he'll come in third to fourth place in targets on that team when those two, those three are back in the wide receiver. Well, why can't he be the next Travis Kelsey? Because he won't be. He's not. That's why. Okay. What if Deshaun Watson goes to the Miami Dolphins then? Then it's even worse for him. When has Deshaun Watson why, ever had a good tight end? What? I mean, I'm saying why can't Gasicki is he? He's he's talented. I think he's very talented. I, I disagree. He, I actually think he's like not talented. I just think he's a freak human. He's like six really? ten. I watched him that he was double covered in the end zone and made a, a spectacular catch. Uh, yeah, he can catch. He's he re- really good. He reminds me of uh, Big Tom, your your sit down partner. He used to play tight end with us. Yeah, and Big Tom. Our our red zone play was literally just chuck it up to him in the corner. He yeah. was six seven. The guys who was playing put some respect 5'11". on his name because you're taking his prop bet every single week. Yeah, I I am. I am taking his prop bet every week. <laughs> It's because it's there. I just don't think it's sustainable. I mean, I think his advantage is, is that he's he's pretty much the same thing Kyle Pitts is, but just way less talented. So they put him out at a receiver more times than he's at tight end. Yeah. So he's out wide on a mismatch with a, a five foot ten cornerback, and him he's like six six. So obviously, every time your quarterback sees that, 
he's gonna go. To, he's gonna target him. So I don't. I don't think he's gonna finish top three. I don't think he's gonna finish top five. But I mean, I definitely think he's gonna finish top eight. Uh, he's probably gonna regress a little bit. But I, I mean, dis- I disagree with both of you. I think this is the first time I'm ever going to sit here and actually disagree with both of you that I think Mike Gusecki will finish the top five tight end this year. Give it to us. Over who? Give it to us. Just simply of the fact of how that offense is running right now, it's being ran through, through him. him. And it's like right now, why would you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, bro. And, and your offense is smooth run. They may be losing games, but they're putting up points through him, yeah. through him and him only. So don't stop. Keep going. And they're not going to stop. They're going to keep feeding him. I know Brian Flores is going to do that too. Okay, so maybe you don't think he'll become irrelevant like I may have said. Uh, but, I mean, you have, to, you have to really factor in the fact that he's getting eight and nine targets right now with those guys out. When they come back, he's not going to be getting eight to, eight to nine targets. So that literally reads, leads to regression or whatever the fuck word we want to use because Colin fucked up my word of he regression. He may regress, but I think he's still going to produce highly. Maybe it's a DeAndre Swift uh, situation. You, him, or, him or Hawkinson? Positive regression? Uh, probably Gusecki. Him or Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews. Him I or th- Kyle Pitts? Gusecki. What? Yeah. I agree with that. I, you I, agree I, with that yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, even though Pitts is coming into his own right now, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I think oh, those teams, I, actually, you know, I, think, I, I think Kyle Pitts and Mike Gusecki are kind of like 1A, 1B. They are. I will take they're that the back. the same guy. I can't choose. If I'm if I'm drafting team right now, I would have to look at their schedule and see what they're going up against. I'm sorry. Did you take Hawkinson or Mike Gusecki? Gusecki. I'm taking idiot. Kyle Pitts over everybody except Kelsey. What? No. Not yes. With, Mark not, Andrews? Not Mark yes. Andrews. Yes. No. Darren Waller? Have you? I need. All I needed to see was two games. That's all I needed to see. Do you know? Uh, do you know his numbers the last two games? I'm a hater. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, nine, I'm a nine, hater. nine for one twenty in a touchdown, and then last week he did seven for one sixty. This is the tight end we're talking about. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I agree. He's not a tight end though. He's I, not a tight end. Same thing not. with Kasicki. He's not a tight end either. But I just feel like they're they're not trying to cent- center that offense around Pitts. They're, I think they are. No, now. they are. They I think they are. Now. They were forced to because they didn't have anybody playing. Calvin Ridley was out. He was I, a, yeah, I know. And now they now they figured it out. Like holy shit, this guy that we drafted fourth See? overall is pretty good. Okay, but why can't it be the same situation with Kasicki? Because he's not because Kyle. He's Pitts. not Kyle Pitts. I. That's why I disagree. No, I think Kyle Pitts. No, like just, a, just like, from like a you know like put him in a lab and take measurements of this guy. Freak. Kyle Pitts is a freak. Freak. I don't know. No, I'm they call. They don't freak. call. I'm, I'm not. Super I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Kyle Pitts is great, but I'm saying that we need to elevate Mike Gesicki into the categories of top tight ends. Bro, what? Like, top what, six. Yeah. What are you top so seven. defensive about Mike Gesicki? Because about? I. This is like really weird. <laughs> like what? Like what ties do you have to this? I man? don't. I just think that he's really good. Why? I don't know. I don't. What know. has he done to I, prove that to you? I just watched him Sunday. Every Sunday, I say this guy gets open and he makes the the catches. And he's, he open every, he's open every fucking place. Six ten. Exactly. Why doesn't he get the respect? Dude, I got a rule. I got a rule in fantasy. I I don't roster people if they don't look cool on the field. He does not look. <laughs> cool. He looks like a bum. That's he does. Sure. He does. Hey, he runs like a uh, like a Giselle though. But like, he oh, plays oh, hard. He plays hard, and he makes he makes some crazy catches. Watch. You take his prop every week. Watch him once in a while. All right. You, have you right. seen Kyle Pitts, Rod? Have you seen the catch I, of Kyle Pitts? I, I'm going to fucking say it, okay? <laughs> I haven't seen Kyle Pitts play. You, you, I haven't clearly, seen Kyle Pitts play. No, clearly neither of you guys have seen I Kyle Pitts play. I haven't seen him play. I watched Red Zone, and I haven't seen Kyle Pitts play. There you go. Fine. That's probably why I don't like him yet. I haven't had that Dalvin Cook moment yet. I haven't had the Kyle Pitts-Dalvin Cook moment yet. And if well, I watched Gusecki. him play, I probably would have. No, I've watched fucking Gusecki play. He pisses me off. He runs like a goddamn uh, giraffe. I haven't seen Kyle Pitts play. You haven't seen Kyle Pitts play? I haven't seen Kyle Pitts You didn't see any highlights from last weekend? No. I was busy last week. He had four catches over 30 I don't know if you heard. I was in Cali. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, watch some highlights when you get the time. SoFi Stadium. 
Yeah. Next level shit. Okay, let's go to uh, Najee Harris. That's the last guy I have on, under the sustainability tab. Uh, Najee Harris has scored 20. Okay. Najee Harris has scored 20 plus points. Every, that was a sneeze? That was post COVID uh, yeah. IR shit. Was that a sneeze? You know, my, my dad always told me that if you don't let it all out, you're going to hurt your back. Oh, you let it all out for sure. You just hurt your back. No, I, I fucked up my back yesterday yeah. real good. All right, go ahead. Finish. Najee Harris has scored 20. That was a sneeze, though? Yeah. That was so loud. Najee Harris has scored 20-plus points every single week in PPR since the, his week one dud, averaging 20.2 per game and averaging 7.6 targets per game. If you're keeping track, that is more than Swift. And by the way, let me just say this real quick. Ready? Mic drop. Drum roll. Bing. He is on pace to get more targets than Alvin Kamara has ever ever gotten in his career you know why let that sit for a second big ben is ass and so he, was drew Brees. it's the same shit back then yeah, it was so, the old quarterback yeah. you can't throw it downfield anymore hit your running back i'm fine with that Me too. i'm fine with that I think but i'm just saying the owner is i'm just saying i don't think people understand that about Najee. They, they they saw that week one dud and then in their head after that they're like all right maybe this guy ain't gonna be that sick and they see the stats about every carry he takes he's getting hit before the line of scrimmage or that may be so but my gosh, is he catching the ball? Seven point six is more than more than DeAndre Swift, more than everybody. He leads running backs in targets. So, are you saying regression's coming? <laughs> yeah, what, what are we getting at here? Are we, are, are we saying he's about to like fall off or what? I mean, <laughs> I, I I think it's sustainable. Oh, of course as he does. Do you know why, Colin? Because this mother sucker it's drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. Mother sucker, yeah. mother sucker. Yeah. So we're not swearing anymore. I, I didn't so want to I'm, the only, I'm the only asshole that's swearing. I this have dropped a couple f, f bombs. Do it right now. I just want to do it right now. Motherfucker. All right, thank you. <laughs> Can I get one from you too? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, there. there we go. I, I think it's sustainable as long as Big Ben is the quarterback there. I think it's sustainable. Now, the second that they put in Dwayne Haskins, he's going to try to big dick energy hit Deontay Johnson for 50 yards down the field, use his arm. That whole shenanigans. I'm not for it. I'll keep Big Ben if I got Najee. And I'll keep Big Ben if I got Deontay, too. He loves Deontay and Najee the most. Please, somebody. No, I mean, I think I do think it's sustainable. I do. But, I mean, like you brought up the point how he's have, having more targets or on pace to have more targets than Kamara ever has. Yes. But, I mean, Kamara, he's, diff- he's a different player than Najee. I disagree. Oh, my goodness. Kamara, you know Kamara's... He's easily the most elusive player in the NFL. I agree. Najee, yeah. Najee's elusive as hell, too. And no, he's, and he's you strong. can't say that. You can't he's say strong that. as hell. You can't say that yet. We do not have enough scientific data on Najee Harris to sit here and say he's better than Alvin Kamara. I didn't say that. Or would you say? I didn't. I said he's, he's got, as elusive as him. As he's elusive. averaging more targets no, he's not as over elusive. a career. He's not. I mean, I think the thing with Najee is, is he's so much bigger. It's like you'd rather get the guy going through the tackles and – and just bruising through people. So, obviously, when you throw him the ball, you don't expect him to get these 30-yard, 40-yard, or even 70-yard touchdowns off a catch like Kamara would. Well, that's the thing. His his receiving yards isn't great. It's not up there. I mean, he's getting a lot of, like, dink and dunk, yeah, tackled I mean, at the one, two yards above the line of scrimmage type thing. Um, but I'm fine with that in a PPR league. Like, it is yeah, what it is. Points, points, yeah, points, points or points, yeah. I mean, every catch that he has, whether it's one yard or two yards, that's basically rushing a rush for 10 yards, which I know everyone would take every time. So um, is it sustainable? I think it could be. He's coming off a bye. He was um, he was dealing with cramps two weeks ago. I, I don't want to jinx it. This guy's a fucking robot, dude. Like, he just he's still playing 100% of the snaps. He yeah. doesn't take time off. No, he's really good. 
I just don't get it. He's different, dude. Yeah, he's Mike, Mike different. Tomlin's talking about how he's got to send him home. Like this guy wants to sleep in, in the in the locker room. Like he just wants to continue working. He's a he's a monster. And I'll tell you what, next year he's gonna be going top three in fantasy drafts. Mm, right, he's right gonna, behind Cooper Cup and Mike fucking Gusecki. He's gonna pull a Clyde Edwards Delaire. No, because Clyde could never do what he was doing. They don't. Chiefs don't use Clyde Clyde enough for that. Yeah, he's not Rod, good enough. Um, you have a couple of players that we wanted to talk about. Go ahead and start it off for us. Uh, a couple of players we want to talk about. First, this is going to be very quickly. Uh, first one's Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas is a guy who people have maybe drafted, and they're like, oh, my God, he hasn't played since, like, week six of two, 2020. And, like, does he still play football still? And if you have him on your fantasy football team, like, are you trading him? Are you keeping him? Are the Saints trading him? Come trade deadline November 2nd. Like, what? Defuck is going on with Michael Thomas. I'll let you take that one. You're the uh, Michael Thomas owner. Um, so, I mean, I guess it all depends on what how you're sitting in your league. So, in one of my leagues, I off to a tough start, and I saw that Michael Thomas was probably multiple weeks away from returning. So, I, I shipped him. I just shipped him and got whatever I could for him. But in another league, uh, we're sitting at like 6-1, and one, and we're talking about whether we should ship him or not. We're not going to ship him. We might as well keep him until he comes back. We're doing fine without him. And if I, th- I think what you want to do is if you – if you need Michael Thomas on your team and you're playing well as it is without him, keep him. Just keep him because once you get him back, you're going to get a probably a back-end wide receiver one. But if you're losing and you need to get reinforcements ASAP, you need to get Michael Thomas off that team and, and get whatever you can for him because we don't know when he's coming back. Could be two weeks, could be three. He might be out for the season. Oh, I thought you promised me he's coming back this week when you tried to trade him to me last week. I traded him last week. Yeah, I know. You try to tell me, oh, he'll be back week six, I promise. Well, yeah, he was on the pup list, so he was out for the first six weeks, and he was supposed to come back week six, and then... And then everyone first remembered thing, he got ankle surgery first thing before the season right, started? Yeah. First thing Tuesday morning, it's like, oh, Michael Thomas is still multiple weeks away. So what did I do? I traded him. I shipped him. Yeah, and as far as the Saints go for trading him, Rod, to answer that question, I don't even think that's a possibility for them. I think they, they, I think they have the only wide receiver room that's even comparable to the Lions, uh, it's uh, horrible. So, in my opinion, I don't see a scenario where the Saints can justify trading him. Well, so, and his salary. Yeah. It'd be hard to shovel that one out. Yeah, uh, that was not, not good. All right, last guy, uh, then we're going to move on, is Amari Cooper. Um, I know you're a big fan, uh, and you love Amari Cooper. I do, and he's he was battling a hamstring injury, yes. and he was only playing 40% of snaps the last two or three weeks. And he's caught a touchdown two out of the three games. Mm-hmm. Keep going on. So yep. he, I mean, he's balling on 40% snap share. <laughs> and here he is at coming off of a bye. Dak's healthy. He's healthy. I'm expecting them to, on Sunday night against the Vikings, to do the same shit that they did uh, against the Bucks on the Thursday night. They love, Dallas loves primetime. They do. They love primetime. Dak and, Co- Dak and Coop love po- primetime. Mm-hmm. And I expect them to have a really big, big week. And I expect Coop to be the guy that you guys drafted him to be going forward. I, I do. We can only hope. I mean, it's concerning. Cowboys defense is a lot better. And yes. we're seeing it affect the offense each and every week. Obviously, they're still putting up numbers. But Dak's not throwing for 380 yards a game. Obviously, Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are balling out every single game like they were last year with Dak. Um, I think if the if the Cowboys are in a game where it's going to be high scoring or they're versing a good team, I think you can expect all those stars to, to, to play well and do well. Obviously, last week, they are two weeks ago, they played the Patriots, and somehow that was a close game. But even then, Amari Cooper, didn't he didn't have like those crazy numbers that we expect from him. 
It's a little concerning, but I still think he is the wide receiver one in Dallas. Yeah. So I'm not panicking about him. He's probably healthy now. Got the bye week to rest up. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think good things are, are on the horizon for uh, Coop and the Cowboys. So right. do you guys want to do Who Am I? Yeah, let's do, let's do a, a little, little fun segment, you know, get our minds off of, uh, you know, talking so much uh, fantasy football stuff. Well, this is a fantasy football player, yeah. but we're going to have fun with it. All right, so you who guys, am I fantasy football yes, edition? You know the rules with this. So you guys are playing against each other. Yes. Okay. You mano y mano, bitch. You guys text okay. me your number when you have it, when you, or your your My. name when you have it submitted. Obviously, the, the, the quicker you can get it in with the less amount of... Hints means you're a winner. Okay. No, no googling shit. Either. No googling. None of that. Come on. This is this is. All right. So uh, it's about whoever turns it in in the higher round. Yeah. All right. And people at home listening, uh, play along. Yeah. See if you can get it um, before before no we cheating. do. Yeah. No cheating. Uh, and also, how it goes is you turn in your final answer. Once you turn in your answer, you can't re-answer. So if you turn it in too early, yeah, trying to secure the win by beating us in a round or whatever, and you get it wrong, you lost. So make sure you got the right guy before you turn it in. So, all right, Roddy, let's do it. All right, who am I? I am a top 10 ranked wide receiver in fantasy football. Okay, next. That's your first clue. Any locks? Any locks? No locks. No locks. Okay, (laughs) some good ideas. Uh, Number two, I'm averaging about 18 points per game or fantasy points. Any locks? I got a good idea. I recently made a very, very big mistake. Okay, oh, keep going. But I tried to fix it. I made a big mistake, but I tried to fix it. I know that's like a hint, but I don't know. I don't know. Any locks? No. no. I love Sunday. I love Sunday. I love me some Sunday. Right. Any locks? All right, make sure you it makes you have it because if, if it's not it, you lose. You have uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sending it. Yet. Okay, ready? Here's the next one. I was a first round pick. I'm sending mine in. I'm sending mine in too. No way! Get the fuck out of here. I'm not sending mine in. Yet. I just did. Colin, Colin, I just sent mine in. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. I don't want to be embarrassed. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going, Colin. Yeah. yeah. I am top three for most receiving touchdowns since 2019. Since 2019? Yes. I you fucked up. I picked the wrong. I picked the wrong guy. All right, keep going. <laughs> I picked the wrong guy. I went to Texas, and my high school was called Galveston Ball High School. I want to do too much help for me. Okay, how many more clues you got? Two more. Okay, you went to college, and you went to you high went school Longhorn? in Texas. You went to high school in Texas. Oh, okay. I got two more clues for you. Then I might be right still. But. Myself and your producer had an interaction before Fuck in the past. Me. I got it. I won. I won. I won. I won. <laughs> yeah. And the last one, me and a guy named Johnny Manziel went to the same Yeah, my goodness, baby! I got it. What <laughs> round was that, Rod? You got it early. I got it early. You got it after I love I Sunday. I got it early, huh? Where'd you get it from? I, I love Sunday. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's Mike Evans. He loves Because we talked about that on the show, yeah, remember? That's why I thought about you Red guys. Zone. We talked yeah. about it on Sunday. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking like church and shit. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, and then when he said, when it, so I sent it in uh, right before the round where he said uh, most touchdowns yeah. since 2019. And then I was like, oh, fuck. This, it's definitely him. First round pick. I First love round Sunday. pick. That's why I knew that. I knew that was good. And then high school in Texas, I was like, all right, well, he went to Texas A&M. So I was like, he probably and went the reason why local. I said the reason why I said I, I made a mistake recently is because he gave Tom Brady's 600 ball yes. away. Yes. And he tried to fix it by grabbing it back. But the guy, you know, so yeah, you know about that. So yeah, yep. who he am I? Me. You guys that like that good. one? That was good. What? I, was, I was locked in on Justin Jefferson for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Next time we do that. Um. By the way, I had Justin Jefferson for like the first three rounds. I had him typed in after the yeah, first three. Um, 
I will say next time we do that, we're gonna keep record of this. I am one and zero against this dumbass. We'll do another one. No, we'll do one next. We'll okay. do the one next one, or we yeah. might do one on Sunday morning too. Yeah, and for those of you who played at home, uh, hopefully you got it. Um, if not, in next time, there's always next it time. It is Mike Evans. Yeah. So me and Mike Evans actually had a nice little interview clip of this. Yeah, Bowl. if you that's guys didn't know that, Rod interviewed him at the Super Bowl <laughs> that's last why year. I, that's why I threw that in yeah. there. Rise now, we're we finna be at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. so be there. Good, good stuff, guys. What else we got for today? For all right, just uh, real quick, let's go. Um, you want to talk about waiver wire at all? Certain guys like Dearness Johnson, uh, Duke Johnson, Rashad Penny, Mark Ingram. Are we picking up any of these guys? If you're down bad, are you looking at one of these guys to maybe change your your team? Are you dropping Dearness Johnson at this point, especially if Chubb is a full go? I mean, he had, like, one of the greatest fill-in games of, like on some D'Angelo Williams shit. Do you remember back that yeah, back in yeah. the day when Le'Veon would be out, D'Angelo Williams would come in and get 30 fantasy points? Yeah. Like, that's what Dearness Johnson did. He ran for 140. He had uh, one touchdown, I think. Maybe two. Yeah, I don't even couple, know. A couple receptions, too. A couple receptions. Like, uh, and, and, you know, Felton was getting in there and finessing a lot of the uh, passing down things, uh, plays from him. But, I mean, he balled out. And I, I hate to be able to – I hate to drop someone just because, like, oh, Chubb's back, so now he's done. So what are you thinking about that? I mean, I'm keeping Darius for now. I'm not going to drop him. He might assume that uh, Kareem Hunt rule until he gets back. But he's not a pass catcher. That's my thing. He's not a pass you catcher. you got two Chubbs now. He's not a pass catcher, yeah, but – I mean, Chubb obviously is going to benefit the most from this situation. I still think you want Dearness until we find out more about how they're how they're going to play together with Chubb. Um, David Johnson, I think he's a good guy to, to stash on the on the bench. Obviously, he did he he was one of the most ugly fantasy guys uh, last year in, in Houston, but for some reason he was still putting up thirteen a game. That could be valuable to some teams. Uh, Mark Ingram as well. That might be a, a good little uh, a little stash if you get in the same role he used to get in in New Orleans. But yeah, I mean the waivers are pretty dry at this point in the season. It's you don't really find much until unless someone gets injured or traded, and that's why I think David Johnson and Mark Ingram might be you know good speculative ads. I, I will add, uh, Brandon Cooks was extremely pissed off. I don't know if you guys saw about yeah. Mark Ingram being traded. This is bullshit. He said. Yeah, yeah, he really? was not happy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he really said, this upset. is total bullshit. Yeah, well, like he a video? tweeted it. No, he tweeted it. Why? Yeah, I maybe because he probably he wants to get, get traded, traded first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want that to be yeah, me. Like, no, they bullshit. all want out. They all want. No, out. I, I don't blame them at all. I, I, and it's, he's going to get even more pissed when he finds out Deshaun, the alleged rapist, is going to get to get sent out of there before he does. Alleged, I said by the way. Yes. Um, now, Brandon Cooks is a good receiver. He deserves it. He's he probably the best be player on that team. Yeah. We had a list of people who we think should be traded by the deadline as well. Oh, come on. Let's go uh, Brandon Ayuk. Because oh, the deadline is, is the November, November 2nd, correct? Yes. So we're not going to have another episode, um, the Sunday one, but we don't really do those on Sundays. So let's go over that real quick before we wrap up. Yes. I like that. So I'm going to read you guys off the list, and then you guys can kind of talk about This is going to substitute our wired numbers for today. This yeah, is our cool. trade deadline wired talk. Uh, so guys that can be traded at the deadline, Brandon Ayuk. Deshaun Woods, Deshaun Woodson, Deshaun Woodson, Deshaun Woodson, uh, the brother of Deshaun Watson. He um, is not on. an alleged rapist. <laughs> I don't put my headphones on. Deshaun Watson, Melvin Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Cooks, James Conner, J.D. McKissick, and Allen Robinson. All guys who we want to see traded that we talked about and how they can have fantasy implications for different teams. I'll tell you right now, my top two are Brandon Ayuk and Allen Robinson. I need Allen Robinson to get the fuck out of Chicago ASAP. Pack your bags. Get the hell out of there. Go to any other 31 teams. Pick one. I do not care. Get out of Chicago. That man is too talented to be getting a two, two targets game. I mean, he's just in a tough situation. I mean, you got a rookie quarterback, first-round quarterback. It sucked when Darnold was there, too. I know. I mean, it sucks. It's or, terrible, I'm sorry, uh, Dalton. It's a terrible situation to be in, but 
coaches and and GMs, they all know the one one of the main things you want for your young rookie is a reliable court or receiver to throw to. And outside of Allen Robinson, there isn't much of any reliability in that wide receiver room. So I don't think Allen Robinson would would get traded, but I would love to see him traded. For once in my life, I just want to see Allen Robinson with a good quarterback. Yeah, that would be a beautiful thing to see. Never had it. But Brandon Ayuk, I think he's too young to be traded. Um, I don't know. Shanahan fucking hates him. He just they say they're saying that he's not working as hard as they want him to. Yeah, that's he, what I'm he seeing. Needs, needs to change the scenery. And so I mean, yeah, if something doesn't change, his work ethic doesn't change. I think we might see him on, well, on the loose. He's got four days, so yeah, he's yeah. I don't like I said. Out. I don't. Th- he won't get traded. He won't get traded at the deadline. I don't think they plan on trading him. They drafted him with a first round pick. They saw the numbers he put out for him his rookie year. Um, yeah, he. I don't think he's gonna get traded. Maybe in the off season on some fluke shit. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks needs to get traded. Maybe. I dude, I hope he goes to the Saints again, man. That'd be a great fit for him. I want to see him go to the Green Bay Packers. That's why he's pissed off because Mark Ingram went back. I forgot Brandon Cooks played on the Saints too. Jesus, it all makes sense now. Yeah, that should have been me. Yeah, exactly. That should have been him. Yeah, (laughs) and he should have done a package deal with those. Yeah, because the dude, the Saints need wide receiver help too. Mm -hmm. And another guy I want to add is like T.Y. Hilton. Maybe Uh, I would like to see T.Y. Hilton in like a less crowded wide receiver room. We talked about this a couple episodes ago, but um, dude, like that one game he came back, he had four targets, four catches, eighty yards in the first half, and then hurt his hamstring again. It's injuries. That is his. Yeah, that is no. his back. That is his team, though. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Like I don't think. I guess. I guess. I yeah. I guess when he's healthy, there is no competition for targets. Yeah, because he clearly was getting them. Carson Wentz was was hitting them. They were throwing them, bitches. We was catching them. We was catching them. I'm like, hey, lower. But um, yeah, I mean. I just need to see a couple of guys move out of there. I would like to see the Lions make a trade for a wide receiver. Um, I don't care if we're rebuilding or not. I just I can't do it. I need I need one. Just one. <laughs> I don't think the Lions well, you're going to be giving up some of your draft moves. picks then. Uh, okay. I'll give up my sixth round pick for someone who. We gonna what wide receiver in the NFL are you going to get for a sixth round pick? Willie Sneed. What good does Willie Sneed do for your team up right up now? Yeah, 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 we just he actually did just get picked up <laughs> off the waivers. I don't know, dude. There's someone out there. You no, know who needs to get traded? Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, <laughs> send me Odell to Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that, Rod? I would buy the jersey. You want to so buy quick. a jersey, Rod? Absolutely not. Come Why on. not? Absolutely. Why? Because you're not a Detroit fan, or you're not an Odell. I'm not either one of those fans. You're not a fan of Odell. I'm not a fan of Odell. Why not? I like I like his style of play, but I don't like him. No, you don't like him. I just don't like him. What's wrong with him? You can't force feed Odell down my throat. I'm not trying to. You I'm are trying ask, to. I'm asking why. Because I don't like him. tuning in, guys. But why, though? Give me a reason. I don't like him. Thanks for tuning in to Live Wire Fantasy Football. This is it. We'll be back on Sunday at 11 a.m. live in the studio for me, for you. And if you don't call in on Sunday, we got beef. Beef. And you're probably going to lose your matchup. I love you, Yeah, and you're probably going to lose your matchup. Love you guys. We got beef. I love you. I love you, too. All right. I love you guys. Love you, too.